Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, we're going to talk about how parents can help their children who struggle with organization, struggle remembering instructions, and seem scatterbrained so that their child can become more confident and improved learners in school. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-age children turn chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in on other fields onto The Impactful Parent stage to teach you even more. And today, I have very special guests, Roger Stark and Betsy Hill. Now, Roger and Betsy studied neuroscience in the classroom and wrote a book called Your Child Learns Differently. Now what? This book guides parents to understand how their child's brain learns best, not only so that they can advocate for their child's schooling, but also so parents understand why their child reacts the way they do. The book guides parents in helping their children improve cognitive skills that will strengthen their child's learning and produce more confident and successful children. I'm really excited to have them on today to talk about their book. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Now, your book focuses on the importance of children learning cognitive skills. Now, as an educator, I'm very familiar with this language and completely agree that cognitive skills are extremely important for academic success. But not everybody knows what cognitive skills are and more importantly, like what cognitive skills look like in children, like and what does it look like when they don't have those skills? So I want to start there. Uh, can you tell the audience that, you know, just a description of how you would describe cognitive skills and what it does look like if your child does and doesn't have them? Sure. So cognitive skills are basically how our brains learn. It's the very foundation for learning. It's those mental processes that help information get into our brains from the outside world, help us organize, make meaning of it, store it, retrieve it. Um, it's really all of those mental uh, processes that our brains use um, every day, not just for academics, but on the sports field, on um, it, when in the meeting, in the um, visits to grandma, in, uh, in, in, you know, everything that we do all day long. And so these, what we're talking about are skills like attention, which most parents are pretty familiar with. You can tell sometimes if your, your child isn't um, as focused or as finds it easy, finds it difficult to, you know, um, concentrate on, on an activity. Uh, but there are other skills that we don't even think about because they are happen at an automatic level, a non-conscious level. So visual processing, you know, sometimes you'll have a, um, you'll ask your child to go and find something. Um, maybe it's their backpack and it's sitting in the middle of the floor in their bedroom and they go, it's not there. Well, that has to do actually with seeing. And sometimes when we see people see things differently, sometimes that's literally true. So it can be disorganization, as you mentioned, it can be um, difficulty following through, sometimes even difficulty getting started on a task. Um, really, anything that um, is um, allows them to to think about, to res to problem solve, to um, do all the kinds of things that um, school asks us to do. 
why are they so important? I think that's the first thing. Why is this important for anybody to know about? Well, it's important because when you think about how people learn, and that's what I want to focus on today, is about learning, not so much about the teaching, the learning. Why it's so important is that so many people, they think about a great teacher defines great education or a great curriculum. Uh, the technologist companies, whether it's Google or Microsoft, they'll tell you it's all about technology. Or some people try to argue it's about small classroom. And let me be clear, all those things are great to have. It's great to have a great teacher. There can never underestimate the value of a great teacher. Let's just be clear. But the reality is those are not the most important things that strive, that drive student outcomes from learning. The number one factor is your cognitive profile. It drives over 50% of an individual's learning ability or learning capacity or learning outcome, over 50%. Yet our institutions are spending less than 5% of their resources on it. You take yourself as a teacher, you wouldn't know how students learn, like you say, understand, unless you did research on your own. They don't teach you about that in-depth in teaching college. And there are teachers that are truth seekers. So they're out there, they're digging, and they start to find out and they start to understand how valuable this is. But then they got another hurdle. They got to reach their administrative people, their principals, their superintendents. And the challenge becomes the school administrations do not provide teachers with the resources to support children that learn differently, that are meaningful in any sort of significant way. So the learning profile, your cognitive, drives over 50% of your learning ability. And schools spend less than 5% on it. They spend 75% of your $18,000 per student on issues that drive 25% of the learning outcome. So the number one thing parents need to get today on this call, you're on your own. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's fair, and I'm not saying it's just. And I'm not saying there's any equality, because none of those things exist. It's not fair, it's not right, it's not just, and there's no equality in it. But that's the fact of the matter. You as a parent are going to be the only one that's going to determine whether your child has a life of success and happiness and choice, or a life of failure and chance and bad news every day. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And, because, and, and why is that so important to me? Because we know that the student is the most underutilized asset in the learning and teaching process. God did not make any junk. And I guarantee he didn't start with your child or any other child you've ever met, regardless of race, creed, or color. There's a special kind of child in each individual. They're a part of almighty creation that's trying to get out to figure out how they can be the best they can be. And until they find a better way and what cognitive training can do in a comprehensive, integrated way, I'm with cognitive training in a comprehensive, integrated way. It's definitely important for parents to understand how important this is, the cognitive skills. But is there any children with, let's say, um, like learning differences, um, some intellectual just disabilities that just don't respond to building cognitive skills? Everybody at every age can respond to cognitive skills. What the science has done over the last 20 or 30 years is, is really validate this concept that's called neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is a big, long, fancy word, but you can trot it out at your next cocktail party or your, your, um, with, your, with your friends at the soccer game or whatever. And what it means is that our brains are constantly changing and we can adapt and we can build these skills no matter who it is basically, or what, what age they are. So 
Um, you know, people have all kinds of labels attached to them these days. It might be ADHD, it might be autism, it might be dyslexia, it might be um, nonverbal learning disorder. There's just the list goes on. And the important thing for parents to understand is that that label doesn't necessarily tell us how an individual child learns. And so you can take two kids with ADHD and you know as a parent that that you know they're very different and you can see the differences but we don't always if we don't dig down underneath and understand specifically how they learn we're not going to be able we're just going to be throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping it sticks yes even more important that we need to get the support the kids need and it sounds like it doesn't matter what age it doesn't matter what grade level they're in at any point if your child is struggling we could start looking into this and help them. Is that correct? They need to investigate it because the number one thing in learning, it's building learning capacity. Uh, we as individuals, as human beings, we are born to learn. Your environment, your genetics, and your life experiences dictate what your learning ability is. Mm -hmm. But I got great news for every parent listening. You are the CEO of you, Inc. And I would say to your child, if I spoke to your child, you're the CEO of you, Inc. And if you want different, you can have different, but you got to do different. So tell me, how do cognitive skills improve a classroom experience, a classroom behavior? What does it look like for parents so that they can, we want to make this really relatable, that they can say, oh, yes, my kid has struggles in this. And if I start looking into cognitive skills, it's going to look different now. The best way to do that is to tell some stories because um, that really expresses how kids experience this and what it's like in the classroom. There was one young man that we that we worked with who um, was doing very poorly in his science class and in most of his other classes, and he would some often be disruptive. Uh, a lot of times, kids are disruptive in class just because they're not understanding it. And it's sort of that defense mechanism that has them either act out or shut down when they're struggling with something. Well, about um, five or six, seven weeks into the process, um, his teacher started to notice some changes. And then about 10 weeks or so into the process after he'd been working uh, in brainware, he took a science test, and for the first time in his life, he got an A. And the teacher said, wanted to talk about this because he said, I don't think he cheated, but I'm just not sure. I mean, he's never performed like this before. What could be going on? So we sat down with this young man, and he said, we, we asked what was different. And he said, well, I don't know, you know, the way kids do, first of all. And then he said... Well, I took notes. Okay, so taking notes is a good thing, right? Taking notes means maybe you're going to retain the material. But then he said, Mr. Smith, the, the teacher, um, is talking more slowly these days. And so I can follow what he's saying and take notes at the same time. Well, Mr. Smith had been teaching for 30 years. It wasn't that he had slowed down, is that this child's mind had sped up and he was able now to do the processes of holding information in his mind, which is called working memory, 
and thinking about what the teacher was saying and writing at the same time. So that's an example of sort of how it manifests itself. I'm listening to this. I am an excited parent. Let's say I got a child who does struggle in school, or maybe they just seem scatterbrained and disorganized. And I can't figure out why I hear you guys speaking. And I'm like, this sounds great. Here's a way I could possibly help my child. Uh, I want to show everybody. This is what the book looks like. This is the book. It's fantastic. All right. I'm a parent. I'm going to go out and read this, but then I'm hearing, okay, I could take this information. I could teach it to my kids. What does it look like to me now as a parent? Is this spending a lot of time sitting down with my child because I've read it? Or is this like uh, a guide to where I can go and get more help? Um, What does it look like after I'm a parent and I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, I want to help my kid. So parents have a variety of options. And what this does is empower them and give them the information they need to understand what those are and how to help. Well, there's a lot of ways that they can access that. I mean, there's lots of things that contribute to your cognitive well-being. A great exercise, a high-quality diet, a lot of good rest, doing something new or different. Uh, if you're a right hand and you brush your teeth every day with your right hand, brush your teeth for a month with your left hand. Whatever your routine is, shake it up. Do it differently. All these things contribute to your well-being and how your brain functions. But at the end of the day, it's a roadmap. It's a book of inspiration. It's a book of aspiration. It's a book of hope. It's a book of letting you know as a parent, if your child has any sort of diagnosis or if they have any sort of challenges or problems with their learning ability, it's not a death sentence. It's not a life sentence. You are the CEO of you, and if you want different, All you got to do is do different. And we show you that map of how you can do differently. And we give you a lot of case studies. It's not about us. It's about what do parents feel? What has it done to their child? Yeah, I love that this is a step-by-step guide for parents. And that's exactly how it reads. Um, Parents, when you open it up, it literally gives you step one. And it's five steps, actually. Um, So as I look look into it, it's five steps. And that's so simple. It's it's wonderful that now parents have this resource. So how do we get a hold of this book? The book is available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble um, online. So that's the easiest thing to do. A couple of clicks away and uh, there you go that way. Or if you go to our website, you'll have an opportunity to uh, access the book as well. MyBrainWare.com, my M-Y, brainware, B-R-A-I-N w-a-r-e mybrainware.com and we'll have a path for you to access that purchasing opportunity as well so your website has a lot of great resources also so we encourage our audience to go there can you name one of the things that some of um, our audience can find well first of all there's hundreds of thousands of hours of vetted content on that site it's all free and it's all you it's going to empower you as a parent to have greater understanding to how your child learns and things that you can do to help your child be better. Perfect. It sounds so easy. And parents, I encourage you to go out and get this. Thank you so much for being here today, you two. I appreciate it. I'm excited for parents to have this new resource. You. And if you want to become a more impactful parent, download the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free to download and full of episodes just like this one to help you in your parenting journey. Because you want to carry help right in your pocket. You want to get free parenting resources. And you definitely don't want to go down that Google machine of crazy 
to figure out some of those answers. So this is a reliable, safe space to get help whenever you need it most. So discover new techniques to help you make your parenting more effective. Get parenting resources that's going to make your life a lot easier and track your progress to help you become more accountable and intentional in your parenting. All of this and so much more can be found inside the Impactful Parent app. So get go get it today. It's free. You got nothing to lose. Go check it out on your app store or go to theimpactfulparent.com and discover how you can step up your parenting game and become a more impactful parent. But until next time, you got this. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.